to the fish cast. We're doing this on a Sunday morning, which means it's definitely we have a great guest if we're doing this on a Sunday morning. My name is Corey Long here with Charles Fishbine. How you doing, Fish? I'm doing good. We went whale hunting today and we reeled in a big one. We reeled in a big one. A day after you made your uh, your your second uh sports parenting debut. Uh, uh Ethan has a uh, Ethan has uh, transitioned from uh, his baseball career to playing nose tackle in football, <laughs> which is interesting given that he weighs about 147 pounds. Actually, 120, but hey. He weighs about 120 <laughs> pounds, and he's playing nose tackle yeah. against other, uh, what, 12-year-olds? No, I think they say they're 12. They say, yeah. You know, they can't trust him in football. Hey, you football. Yeah, they say they're 12. Yeah, you got some kids out there with mustaches and kids of their own, oftentimes yeah. out there, 12 under leagues. So. Hey, I was taking numbers for this coach that's on the phone with us. That's how big the kids are. So yeah, exactly. This is a good this is a good opportunity for you to get some work done while uh while supporting Ethan. And yes, of course, we have as always. On the fish cast, the most illustrious guest. And we're really excited to have this gentleman on today. This is uh, his third year at Florida State University, his first year as the offensive coordinator. We want to welcome in Coach Alex Atkins. How are you doing, Coach? Man, I'm good, brother. Good. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Well, Fish, uh, you um, you want to get started on this one? Oh, it'd be great. You know, Coach Atkins, you know, one thing about uh, Coach Atkins, I met him a couple a couple years ago at the coaching convention. We built up a pretty good relationship. But something he doesn't know is oh, yeah. a, a lot of the um, FSU fans are very happy to have Coach Atkins as the coach because, as we know, Corey, offensive line and coaching for like 20, 30 years has been like, you know, the fans have been upset. We had one coach that we call the magician because – Every time he recruited a kid, the kid disappeared the next day. And that doesn't happen with Coach Atkins. But Coach Atkins, you know, you're even popular on the Florida Gator message boards. They wanted Coach Napier to recruit, you know, uh, bring you in as their coach. But tell us a little bit about yourself and and what the, you know, where you've come from. Uh, you know, you came from Charlotte and and how you built yourself up to end up at Florida State. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I started my coaching career where I played down in UT Martin. You know, a lot of guys are not really familiar with the Skyhawks, but, you know, down there in Martin, Tennessee is where I played. And I started my career um, actually coaching for Jason Simpson, who's actually still the head coach at uh, UT Martin. He's still down there. And that was since 2006. Um, and so I started there and got a GA up there at Marsh University, where uh, Mark Schneider was the head coach. And um, Doc Holliday came in in the spring. And then I made a bold move, man. I, I wanted to go coach O-line, and I didn't want to GA forever. So I went down to Etiwamba Community College in Mississippi, and that was my first O-line job. And I was down there for two two years. I had a, had a really good time, you know, and really learned a lot and was able to kind of learn how to teach a little bit, you know, different with different kind of mindsets and different mentalities and kids. They had to kind of come in and have something to prove. So I was able to kind of hone in on my teaching skills. And then I went to uh, Chattanooga. I was a Russ Houston down there in the SoCon and played some good games, you know, against the Georgia Southerns of the world, the App State, and and um, was down there for two years. And then um, I got my big break when I went to Georgia Southern, um, actually with Willie Fritz. 
and um, I appreciate Willie Pitts because he gave me a, a, a favor interview. You know, I don't think he was really expecting me to, to get a job, but I came down on a Sunday and just drove down. He's like, hey, just come out with you see. And uh, he hired me, and I was down there for two years with him. Um, and then he took me to Tulane with him, and that's when I kind of started to kind of, you know, mold myself. He, he gave me a lot of leadership responsibilities. He he, he taught me kind of how to how to organize and kind of kind of molded me a little bit. You know, I, I really appreciate Willie Fritz for that. And then I got on at UNC Charlotte as the offense coordinator with one of my good buddies, Will Healy, who was with me at um, Chattanooga. Um, he was the receiver coach. I was the line coach. I actually stayed with Will Healy when I first got to Chattanooga. I stayed in his house, uh, me and, and Thomas Brown, who's actually the um, assistant head coach for the Rams. We, we all were living in Will, Will Healy's house. And, um, you know, he hired me as DOC and we came in, had a, had a good year, and took the team to a bowl game for the first time. And, uh, you know, went down there to the, to the Bahamas. And I'm sitting in the Bahamas. I get a call from Adam Fuller who was the defense coordinator at Chattanooga at the time, or was with me at Chattanooga as the defense coordinator, who was with Coach Marvell at uh, Memphis. And he, and he called me and said, hey, uh, you know, Mike wants to reach out to you about his line job. I didn't even know the headline job. I said, well, he got a line coach. You know, he said, no, he's getting a head job at, at Memphis. Said, oh, yeah, I'd love to speak to him. So I thought it was going to be kind of like a, you know, meet and greet, and he's going to set up an interview time and things like that. So I talked to Will Healy, and, and he called me, and we talked for about probably about 20 minutes. And at the end of the conversation, he offered me the job. I mean, I never, co- I never met Coach Ravel. I had never shook his hand. I had never talked to him. I guess he had did most of his research beforehand. So uh, he offered me the job, and, and that's how I, I, I couldn't turn down Florida State. So, man, that's what kind of got me down here. Um, and Coach, I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the stories that Coach Norvell said about your courtship and your hiring was that when he was at Memphis and played against Tulane, the work that, you know, what he saw to the Tulane offensive line really, you know, really stuck out to him and it was something that continued to stick out to him. So you had been on his radar for a while. I mean, I'm not sure if you had heard that or when you heard it, were you a little surprised to think that, wow, this guy, you know, you, did, you, you made such an impression as a coach that, you know, he, he, he continued to keep your name in the back of his head. Well, yeah, I mean, that just shows how sharp he is, you know, because, you know, he's not, you know, and at Memphis, he's also, you know, running the offense and, and, and to kind of have the wherewithal to watch both sides and, and kind of see the improvement. But, you know, shoot, I, I'll say this, when we first down, when I first got to Tulane and we went down to play Memphis, the first time we played uh, down there in Memphis, I think they put 42 points on us at the halftime. <laughs> like, I think it was, a, it was, a, they ran us out of the stadium, um, and, you know, <laughs> And then we they came up to New Orleans on a, on a Friday night, and uh, we actually got got after them a little bit. You know, we got a little bit better, and, and the quarterback was playing well, so we, we had some success. And I think they were kind of you know a little bit you know still like you know knowing it was still a little low two lane, so we kind of got the surprise attack on them. But, but no, nah, man, that just shows how sharp he is. And 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 and, and, and I always use that story just to say, man, a lot of guys in coaching try to you know, find angles in different ways, man. Just wherever you at, try to do the best you can where you at. And you know the right ones to see and, and notice your work. You know, Coach, you're you're at you're at Florida State now. You, you know, your last job, you're at Charlotte, and you brought up some of the smaller schools you were at. And I always say, like, when you're, it's it's nothing against FSU, but when you're at a Charlotte, you're at a, a Tulane. That's evaluating, scouting, and recruiting. When you get to Florida State, the logo on the jersey or shirt, at least when you walk into a school, it gets you the front of the line. Now, you're not going to just land kids because of the logo, but what's the difference between coaching and recruiting at a Charlotte and now being at a Florida State? 
do you feel like, all right, you know, I have more opportunity to get better players because of being at Florida State? And tell us a little bit about the process at both schools, you know? Well, yeah, I think, the, um, you know, the process at, at, and when you're in Charlotte or Tulane or Georgia Southern is, you know, number one, it's just called the location. Like, you, you kind of more recruit a lot more locally and, and, and guys that people that really know about the program usually are more local um, just because of the brand and local. But, I mean, evaluation is important, you know, like, so at Florida State, you know, we have a camp here. Our kids come here in camp. Where when I was at Charlotte and Tulane, I used to have to go to camps. I used to, have to go to the mega camps and I came down to the Florida State main camp. And you got to really build a relationship as far as um, those guys because nobody wants to talk to you in their junior and probably beginning of their senior year. It kind of recruiting starts a little bit later, but you got to kind of have an established relationship before. Also, you recruit a lot more people when you're at those levels because you got to keep those lists long. I mean, you. You're kind of that, that third pecking order. So you got to make sure that, you know, you got a lot of kids to, to, to recruit and have relationships with. Whereas Florida State, you do establish a lot of relationships. They just start a little bit younger. Like when they start kind of, we're already on 25, 26 classes, just establishing those relationships. But it's kind of only certain, you know, there's, there's a certain threshold of skill and talent and size that you have to have to be able to be successful. And now there are some exceptions, exceptions where you have some guys that might not fit those criteria they can still do it. But down at that level, you know, the, the, the size thresholds, the speed thresholds, they're still there. They're just a little bit broader. So what you have to do is you have to, like, expand, you know, your list to make sure you have guys and and, and, and can kind of get through the, the – once they kind of realize, okay, I'm not going to a Florida State, but this opportunity would be great for me. I can go play. I think, you know, you'll get some good players. But you'll, you also see down at those levels where, you know, you get some exceptional players, you know, and, and – and at the time I was doing that, the portal wasn't really as, as what it is now. But you still can get some exceptional players, um, just through some guys that kind of develop late, have good senior years, or even play different sports, whether it be basketball. And, you know, it doesn't work for basketball, but, hey, because I give a shot in football, you kind of got to evaluate different sports. So it's a little bit more, I guess, in-depth in evaluation, and the lists are longer. But overall, I mean, the relationship establishment is the same. You still have to establish a relationship. They still have to trust you. You still have to be genuine. All of that is still the same. Yeah. You, you've been at Florida State now for three years. You got there. There was a kind of a lack of depth and talent, made, you know, not up to FSU uh, standards. Where are you, you know, there's talk that you guys really want to have eight to ten guys that you can rely on this year. Where are you guys at from a death standpoint? Um, and where you got, are you guys close to that number where you, you have enough guys you could count on that if a guy does go down, you feel good about who's walking in as the next guy up? Yeah, that's the process that we're going through now. I mean, a lot of the guys we got here just got here. They've only been through a spring. And, uh, some, some have been through a spring, and some have only been through a summer so far. So we're building that process now to earn the trust and see them. We just got our first fall camp scrimmage. So this film is going to be important because, number one, we got to see a measuring stick of where you are and how much you understand and how hard you can play and fatigue. But I get to see you respond and see kind of now what's that next step. Like, all right, you, you, let me see how you respond to once we make these corrections. I think that'll tell more of the story, you know. But we got some guys working hard. I played a bunch of young guys yesterday in that scrimmage, I think mostly. Um, put them in some hard situations. And, you know, it was, it was a good film I graded last night. And, I can't wait to see the progress they make after we make these corrections. Coach, um, you've 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 really your profile as a as a, as a coach that can recruit talent, uh, recruit a you know top level talent has risen 
you know, significantly, especially over the past, uh, you know, 12 to 18 months. On, obviously, the players are different as you as you move up to your different levels of coaching as you have in your career. And I understand as a coach, you don't want to give away too many of your secrets. But I guess what I'm asking you is your process, which I've heard is pretty meticulous and everyone's is a little different, but yours is meticulous, a lot of notes, a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, boards and different scenarios. Has your, how much has your process changed and adjusted as you've went across your career, as, you, as you've continued to go further in your career? Yeah. As far as, um, you know, are you talking about more recruiting or just coaching or kind of overall both? Overall both. Okay. Um, well, I mean, of course you mature. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a copycat. You know, I'm not a, I don't have a, a claim to have all the answers, all the, 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 the how to do's. So what I do is, I guess, as, I, as I'm growing the profession, I'm, I'm being able to work around some really good coaches who have different processes that I'm able to steal from. You know, so for example, you know, a coach might say, "Hey, you, you're, 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 you're going out and you're recruiting this player and when you get into school." Instead of kind of going and going directly during the contact period to the kid, how about you spend some time in the guidance office? How about you spend some time in the custodian's office and kind of and kind of get to know the surrounding of the player and kind of spend more time talking to people that they might not that player might not deem as important because they say that you know you are who you are when you're around people that don't affect your life. You know, so if you if you, see, if you go to somewhere and, and the person is being rude to the to the, to the wagers that usually tell us who they are and how they are. So the same thing with players. Like you might go to a school and, and I go to the custodian and I say, how's this kid? And they might say, this kid is probably the worst kid I've been around because the kid acts like himself because the custodian has no bear on him. You, you know, they're, they're not a teacher. They're not a, a coach. So, you know, that kind of describes the, the root of their character. Now, it doesn't always mean it's a no. It just means if I confront the player and challenge that, will they change and show improvement? And I think that's what happens sometimes is, I learned to stop saying no and start saying, okay, how does this kid respond and would they take the coaching and would they improve? And once I think I, I changed that process and, and through me and Coach Novell has taught me a lot with that, um, guys on the staff, like once you change the process to, okay, are they capable and can you inspire? You know, coaching, not, coaching is not really, okay, yes, no, he can play, he can do this. No. How is the kid motivated? How can you inspire them? And what can I do to get that out of them? And I think once that kind of changed in my involvement and, and, and getting uh, older in the profession, I think that that really helped me moving forward. You know, Coach, one of the things that I like about the way you recruit is that it was an issue with me with the prior coaches uh, that were at Florida State is that you throw a bigger net. Um, you know, you, you could go land at other positions. You could go land one wide receiver. And the guy, one guy can change. You really need five guys, plus you need guys behind them. You've thrown a bigger net. And even last year, um, you you recruited a position of strength. And I think that's so important is you got the five or six guys you really liked. And then you went after the big fish. You mm -hmm. you, you went after the big fish at the end. You weren't just scrambling, uh, trying to find pieces. Is that is that your style? Like, tell us a little bit about your styles. If you know, do you agree with what I'm saying that you like that style of recruiting where you do throw a bigger net and and you have more guys to choose from that are quality than 
you know, not getting stuck at the end with just, all right, man, I got to take a plan D kid now because I didn't do the, I didn't throw that big net. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that is the process that Coach Novell puts into recruiting. Um, you know, it's not like, Hey, Coach Jackson is doing something totally different than everybody else. It's more of our process of recruiting of what we need once we evaluate it. So I might say, Hey man, I need, you know, <laughs> I need, you know, five guys. Okay. And some of these guys ain't making a decision until the Under Armour game in January. So, all right, do I play the game and say, okay, I'm just going to wait and see what happens? Or if I find a good player, evaluate a good player, am I going to trust my evaluation and recruit the player no matter what's going on in recruiting? So it's, it's our, our recruiting, you know, our recruiting office does a phenomenal job of keeping us organized, keeping us on point, making sure we're evaluating, keeping up, evaluating up to date. And not only just evaluating once, evaluating multiple times. I mean, there's times where, you know, we use a system where, like, it gives you a task list. I'll evaluate a kid three times um, within three months just because he might have went to a camp and then he might have went to another camp and then he might have had a spring scrimmage. So I've watched this kid three times within a, a month and each evaluation changes. So it's more trusting your evaluation. And I think when you say big fish, I think those are the ones that, you know, that's, that's recruiting is kind of sensationalized where those are the ones that get the most attention. Um, you know, so like, you know, those are the ones that get the follows and the, 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 the you know, like the, the attention of the, like, those are the kids that everybody knows about, everybody wants, it's exciting because you create that feeling in fans of we're, we're, instead of playing them once a year, you're battling them 15 times a year. Yeah, you know, so it becomes a competition, you know, with fans can show pride and things like that. Yeah. You talk about, I'm going to talk a little bit about last year's class and some of the transfers that came in. One kid I really liked and is, I didn't think was talked about enough. You talk about guys under the radar is the Woody kid. Um, one, he reminds me a lot, you know, he's not your traditional six, five guy. He reminds me a lot of like an Isaiah win FSU had a kid, uh, Rodney Hudson that played, um, kind of similar that started out at tackle, can play all three positions, tackle, guard, center. I, I believe you guys hit on that kid, and I'm really happy that he was able to make it in. But some of the young guys that you have, whether it's Julian Armella, Woody, um, these young guys that you brought in are the transfers. How are they doing right now, and have they adapted, and do you feel comfortable maybe playing some of these guys next year? Yeah, I mean, like, like, like going back to, like, they just played their first scrimmage. I, I am glad they're here. You know, one thing about those guys is they love football and they love Florida State and they wanted to be here. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't much convincing. It was just more of making sure you had a, something in place to make them know that they were going to be, um, you know, coached and and, 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 and and pushed to be as best they can be. So Woody's been awesome, man. And, and you know, Woody was a guy that kind of had to get in and get some work done to get here, and he got it done. Um, so I was proud of him for that because, like he talked about earlier in the conversation, challenging him, like, hey, you got to get this done. And then we'll 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 go from there. And he said, Coach, I'm gonna get it done. So they show who he was, not because of the situation he was in, but because he was able to fight his way out of it. And that's what I learned. Instead of saying no, hey, this kid is behind. Hey, no, nah, man, this is a plan you need to execute. I'll inspire you daily to make sure you're doing it, and you just do your part. And he made it. So that showed who he was. So I'm glad he's here. Same with Julian. Julian's doing a really good job. You know, he 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 loves ball, loves Florida State. I mean, if you if you follow him on social media, you see he posting his baby pictures um, when he used to visit Florida State all the time. So, you know, he he's he's been you know good. He's really hungry, thirsty, wants to do the extra. So I'm excited to see you know after the first scrimmage, kind of kind of how he progresses. Yeah. Following up, you you brought in Bless Harris. You brought in uh, one of your guys from Charlotte. 
um, some of these transfers? How have they adapted? How are they doing right now? And where do they fit in, in the equation? Yeah, well, all of them, you know, the first thing they got to do is I tell them they got to be accepted by the unit. You know, guys that I bring in, they, and, you know, and they're my guys, they, they're, they're not fighting for a position with me. They're fighting for a position within the group and making sure the group understand and the group wants them in the group, you know, you know cares for them and, and establishing that relationship with those guys in the room. And I think they've done a good job of that. You know, we, when you bring in that many guys, usually there's drama, you know, like, because you bring in a lot of guys, you don't know, put five guys out there. But, you know, I always challenge them and say, you know, you know for us to be good or for us to even have a shot, if, if, if there's any of that, we might as well just hang it up anyway. You know, it's not going to happen. So I've been proud of those guys to still, you know, kind of molding together and fighting. And, and, and even though they come in a situation where some of them have got one year left or they they, they, they got a lot of riding on this because nobody wants to get embarrassed and, and lose a spot. But if you can make it not about them personally and just about the best we can make the unit and put the best five guys out there to represent our unit, I think that is what kind of makes it the difference of, all right, you know, I'm not, I know what I want in my career, but what's the best here? And let's take an honest look at ourselves and who are the best five guys we can send out there to go win the game. And also going through years at Florida State, you know, you're never just playing with just five guys. You know, there's always a, a, um, a, a, a situation that comes up where you got to play more than just the guys that's out there. So, what you try to do is make sure you build quality depth. And the season, I mean, the first game is the first game. So whether you run out there with the ones the first game or, you know, it, the competition never ends to the last game of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Coach, you uh, you took on the title of offensive coordinator this year after uh, uh, when uh, Kenny Dillingham uh, ended up taking a job at Oregon. Um, there are – as a as, as as a minority coach in college football, there the number of offensive coordinators is very small. And as you get higher up into power five conferences and elite programs like Florida State, you know, it's just it they just the numbers just aren't there. Um, you know, first of all, you know, talk about just, you know, your road to, to getting to this point and you know, is it Taking on this role, you know, do you feel certain levels of pressure? Uh, is it, you know, do you is it, is it the situation where, as you know, as, as as black coaches get into these roles, there's almost a there's almost is almost a high level of pressure to prove yourselves. Like, how do you kind of deal with do you deal with some of the outside noise you hear? Do you kind of you kind of understand the gravity of the position, or is it just something where you? You know, you just kind of have to block all that out. Yeah, I mean, we always try to, you know, as we all know, representation is important. You know, whether it be race, um, location, like, you know, you know, you got guys that are, that are South Florida guys that when they go to Colorado, they love to rep, rep South Florida T-shirts, you know, because representation is important. You know, so, yes, you always want to represent whatever, uh, you know, whatever labels or, or establishment that you have, whether I'm, like, I'm from Chicago. So I love coming down to the South and, and kind of being proud that I'm from Chicago, you know, so being African-American, you know, yes, I'm proud that I'm African-American. So I want to represent, you know, my, you know, my race and everybody else. I always, you always want to represent. Now, I don't want to make it where like, oh man, I got more, you know, this and that. No, all you can do is the job you can do. You have to control what you can do and do your best. But, you know, representation is more like, man, I just want to make sure I'm doing good because the people I represent, family, where I'm from and my friends, like just everyone, you know, I want to be a good, when they see me, they say, man, that's a great, 
guy up there, he's doing a great job because he's doing the best that he can, you know. So I think added pressure comes from outside, and, you know, I, I do a good job. My, my, the only person I'm – there's only, you know, two people I'm really trying to make sure I don't mess up, and they usually keep me in line, and that's God and my wife. So as long as I can please those two people, it doesn't really matter what anybody else does. <laughs> yeah, I promise you. Oh, yeah. Coach, you know, yesterday – uh, jumping back to another subject, you guys had your first scrimmage of the fall. You know, you where were you guys three years ago, and what are your thoughts of like after watching last night, where you guys are at now, um, going into this upcoming season? Yeah, there's constant improvement, man. You know, yeah, there's constant improvement. You know, of course, yeah. I mean, everybody, when you talk to any coaches in year three, they say, yeah, we're a lot better than we were year one. You know, so yeah, there's been improvement, but. It also has to be more improvement, you know, because you're always comparing yourself to yourself because you don't know if you play a game. You know, so that's why you try to maximize it because you don't know if you play somebody else. They're like, oh, okay, that's really what it is because you're measuring themselves to them. So what you're really working on is just trying to make sure that they're better than what they were individually and as a unit and put your best products out there. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, we, we went through some challenges when we got in that. I mean, you talk about <laughs> – it was a unique challenge being a first year staff going through that um the pandemic and, and and you know different scenarios with different players and, 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 and coaches, families. I mean so much going on. A lot of people deal with death and so yes, there's been just improvement because of the attention and the relationships that have been built with the players is much more better than what it was. So I think that, you know, I'm 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 really excited about what's coming ahead. Oh you uh Going into this uh, this past off season, there was a ton of you know there was coaching carousel. It seemed like half the programs in the nation were changing coaches. Guys were leaving. Guys were coming in. Your name was mentioned a lot for some very prominent you know for jobs at obviously very prominent schools schools that are you know currently competing for championships. Um, and you know, when you when you as you talked about like making the move, the move up from JUCO to 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 D two to one double A to you know to FBS to now you're at Florida State. But once you get to a certain level, the the moves become you know it's less about kind of quote unquote leveling up and more about just trying to find the right opportunity for you, the one that you know you'll have the best chance to be successful at, the one that you know, you know, is, is the right move for your career. Um, so two part question. First of all, first of all, how did you handle this, uh, this newfound, uh, this newfound adoration with, you know, uh, as just, I mean, I think every day I heard, you know, some major school, Alex Atkins is, is a candidate, you know, and how did you kind of deal with this newfound adoration that everybody wants you? And second of all, what 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 process what what thought process went in you you know deciding that you were going to stay at Florida State and you were going to continue to build what you had started at, at in Tallahassee? Well, you know, the realistic answer is that you know, um, like I told you, there's only two people I got to please: God and my wife. So, you know, when you talk about admiration and things like that, I'm I'm smart enough to know that you know everything is is, is moments. You know, everybody has a moment where, you know, you can be the worst coach in America or you can be the best. It's all you know perception. You know, so what you do is you try to just maintain your process. And number one, you, you choose people. And you also, you know, look at situations that's best, of course, for you and your family. But also, like like I told you back in the beginning, like when I told you, like, how Coach McVeigh noticed me was that you, 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 
you do the best at where you are and those things will come, but it comes from doing the best of where you are. So, I mean, I don't like, I don't, like what you say, when you block out noise, people think noise is just negative. It's also positive. You know, you got to try to, 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 to just basically do what you can do each day to get better. Try to keep continuing to, to just try to one day to get yourself as best as you can, but you can't like, like noise is noise, you know, like at the end of the day, I mean, Coach Norvell talks about handling adversity. Everybody talks about handling adversity. You also got to handle success, you know, because, you know, both ways people can showcase their true colors. So we ain't there yet. We got a long way to go. So, you know, I, I like the, 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 the hype and things like that, but, you know, we got to get this thing going. So I, 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 it's not hard to handle because I know the work that needs to be done. No, no, I'm good, man. I, 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 I almost ran out of questions, I think, but I, you know, I, <laughs> but I just wanted to thank coach uh, Atkins for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, you know, I, I think very highly of you. I think you're going to do a great job, not only here, and you're going to end up a head coach down the road uh, probably pretty soon. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing coach and look forward to seeing you this year and uh, you know, talking football. Yeah, uh, thank you again. Oh, man, we're going to talk, talk a lot of ball. Oh, man, I appreciate y'all having me this morning. <laughs> Sorry, I was kind of like all over the place. Uh, my, 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 when I talk about my wife, she was just beating me up right now because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Hey, so. I ain't going to lie. You're you're one of the hard- Yeah, I hate to interrupt you. You were one of the harder fish to reel in. I mean, darn, it was easier to get Mike Norvell on than you. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, one day I'm a head man. I can make the schedule. I like Dar, man. I, I want you on, man. I, your 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 SID is like, hey, he's hitting me up at eleven last night. I'm like, Corey, we got to run at ten, but it's all good, man. I'm always make time for you, coach. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to get in, fish. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Ab- absolutely, coach. Uh, we are less than three weeks away from FSU opening up the season against Duquesne. Um, it'll be uh, week zero, uh, August 27th, uh, 5 p.m., Dope Campbell Stadium. I believe that game's going to be on the ACC Network. So, uh, Coach, we, just, we wish you a successful season, uh, good health, and hopefully we'll have you back on the FishCast soon to talk about, you know, your next, le- your next, your next level of accomplishments. Guys, I appreciate y'all having me, and I'm about to – even right now, I've been trying to, you know, get dressed while we go here because we got an 11 o'clock mandatory team meeting. So <laughs> I appreciate y'all well, having me. I'm what, glad we got it in, fellas. One quick thing, Coach. We do this with everybody. How can fans, uh, recruits, follow Coach Atkins? Oh, man, I make it real simple for them. If you just type in Coach Atkins, I'll pop up on all social media platforms. Sounds That's good. <laughs> Sounds and good. I'm fortunate to have the verification so you know it's me. It should be pretty easy. <laughs> That's right. Coach uh, Atkins, look for the blue check mark. Oh, <laughs> so. uh, Coach, man, great yeah, to have okay, you on. So, uh, I've had people that uh, said they got some fake accounts at one time. So they were telling me, Coach Atkins, you got to get the, the check here. So we can check here. We got to get the thing where they know it's you. So I said, uh, man, I don't know nothing about this. But actually, my, my, my kid, my players took me up with that. Hey, however it works, it's working, man. So, but you go take care of the wife. Go run back to that meeting, and and we look forward to talking to you again, man. Guys, I appreciate it. See you soon. Take it easy.
Once again, another major catch for us, major catch for the Fish Cast, major catch for the FNF coaches, talk coaches, uh, podcast network. We gave you, we gave you a Rutgers head coach, Greg Chiano. We gave you Florida State offensive coordinator, Alex Atkins. Who knows who else we have down the line? August. We got, we got 23, 24 more days left in this month. We got plenty of surprises for you. Don't believe the hype. We're coming at you with more great coaches. Hey, I, I think we're in good shape. I took care of Justin yesterday. He got paid. So we may have quicker turnaround time. We may have quicker turnaround. Hey, listen. Did that thing... have money. He's got to pay. He's got to pay those Xbox online fees. <laughs> Xbox Gold is not cheap. You think? Right? You think that money already left his bank account? Like he already spent it? Yeah, I think that money's already went for like boost up when he plays Grand Theft Auto Six. Like you know, so you know when he's out there, when he's out there running, when he's out there running his. I don't. I don't even play video. What does he do? Run his worlds in Fortnite? I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm still playing Super Tecmo Bowl, so I don't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you, you just showed your age, Corey. It's all. Yeah, good. it's okay. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I stop. Like I said, at a certain point, you just can't video. Like at a certain point, you just become too old to just keep playing like level up in video games. It's like. Why am I even buying a PlayStation 5? I, I wouldn't know the controls. Well, that's the thing is our games used to end. You know, like, yeah. you're, like you're like, oh, man, I w we didn't have to worry about extra levels. I mean, I used to finish, like, I remember playing, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. After you found so many pizzas and you found the keys and this and that, the game ended, you know? Like, they didn't try, they didn't try to rack you for, like, you know, another thousand dollars just to extend the game for two more years. Yeah, because it was like you know, back in the day, you go to the uh, <laughs> wherever Blockbuster, Walmart, wherever you would like rent your video games. You could rent them for like three days. You would beat the game in like that weekend if you had like that was your thing. I'm gonna beat the game in this weekend so I can give it back to them. It only cost me one ninety nine. I'm done. <laughs> and now it's like, yeah, no, I got to download more stuff. Now, like, the game never ends. Nah. The game never ends. And, like, don't even get me started on Madden. Like, I remember when Madden first came out for, like, the Sega Genesis in 92, 93. And then, like, it was fine. And then, like, Matt, the minute Madden went to, like, the new consoles, like, all of a sudden, the control it became like like how do you do this? Like they like they use like twenty different buttons for every game now. It's like Madden is harder than the actual game. No, like, Madden listen. is harder than like real football. No, my son had me play this baseball game the other day, and I got to tell you, like you have to like use the controller to make the ball move. I'm like, dude, what what happened to just hitting a button and it's a curveball or throw like yeah. you actually have to make the ball curve now or throw a slider you're like they're doing the same motion of like an actual pitcher i'm like how did i get into this you know yeah i miss two button control you hit a, <laughs> that's like a b a b a b that's uh, it that's all right it. all right so hey um thank you once again thank uh florida state offensive coordinator alex atkins for coming on we uh it's a great conversation we appreciate them uh, as always, the Fishcast is part of the uh, FNF Coaches uh, Podcast Network. Uh, 
What are you throwing? What are you throwing? You throwing the signs for them? The Wu Tang sign? What is that? Wu Tang forever? That, that, that's the fish cast sign. That's the fish I'm, cast. I'm out of here. Fish cast. He's out of here. That's right. Uh, as always, you can find a fish cast on uh, the Fish Podcast at Twitter, and we've got, uh, like I said, you, you go on Apple, Google, Simplecast, um, Spotify, really anywhere where you get your podcast, you will find a fish cast. Uh, and you will find this this most recent uh, podcast of, uh, with uh, Alex Atkins and all of our library of podcasts. Uh, thanks again to Dustin Otto, our producer and gamer extraordinaire. Thank you, Charles Fishbein, for you know securing another wonderful guest, being a great sports parent, teaching uh, your 120-pound nose guard, rip <laughs> techniques, and swim techniques, and other things that they'll probably never need. When he gets to a higher level of football and he's playing wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be the toughest wide receiver ever. Like the guy, the guy opposite him is going to be like, when he gets like clubbed to the head, he's going to be like, where did you learn that move? <laughs> it's funny. And I don't, I don't want to say that kids struggle with blocking at like 10 and 12 and they hold a lot. <laughs> but you showed me one clip where Ethan was trying to do a spin move on a kid that was considerably bigger. So I, I like the idea of him thinking maybe I'll, I'll hit the X button, spin around him. The kid literally grabbed him by the waist and gave him a belly-to-back suplex. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the coaches and the refs are looking around like, huh, I didn't see nothing. I'm like, yeah. no, he didn't fall on the ground by himself. Like, you know, like <laughs> literally the kid gave him a waist lock and a three-point takedown. Larry Bluestein, our wrestling aficionado, would have scored that at least a two-point takedown right there. Uh, well, yesterday, like, he, yesterday he had one play where he actually threw his hands up because two guys were holding him, and he's, like, literally getting into the backfield trying to make the sack, and they're, like, both holding on to both sides of his shirt, and they didn't call it. So I'm like, whatever. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Do better, referees. Do better. Look for holdings. Yeah. Well, this is a great one, Corey. Glad great to one. get you on and, and uh, look forward to having a few more in the next couple of weeks. So. Absolutely. We got a full August. Got a great August ahead. Uh, just thank everybody for listening, and we'll be back real soon. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.